everyone, and welcome to Or Something. This is the podcast where we talk about the origin stories of different topics or something. I am Kristen, and this is Carla. Hi. <laughs> I almost said, I'm Carla. I'm like, whoa, don't start butting into the intro there. <laughs> Just raring to go. You guys. Oh my gosh. What? The trauma. Why? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because I caught this program called Rising Tides and a Dutch filmmaker uh-huh. or photojournalist, I can't remember. Anyway, he made a documentary or docuseries and he was talking about climate change and how the Netherlands is like really going to be screwed. Uh-oh. Well, because they're under, they're so below sea level. They are. Mm-hmm. And I was like watching, I'm like all teary-eyed. I'm like, <laughs> you're dead. Kristen, for people that don't know, she, <laughs> her, her background is Well, my Dutch. And my, most of my extended family lives in Holland still. Yeah. And I was like ready to like book it over there and start building walls. I'm like, you guys suck. And they're like, we're going to add, we're going to push the land out. We're going to like dump a bunch of sand and make things. I'm like, that is what they do. We're going to do a big Delta Works 2.0 because it was a big flood in 1953. And they were like, 1900 people died. I'm like, no. (laughs) Then he went to the Marshall Islands and Fiji. Ooh. The drama. Damn it. The poor Fijians. Yeah, and I'm like, Fiji Fred. So they're, like, going to lose their land. They're going to, like, lose their culture because of climate change. And I'm like, oh, man. Because of climate change or because of white people? (laughs) Which came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) Well, it's because of us privileged whiteies. It's like, oh. And Um, then mini side notes. Oh, oh, Oh. you've got a side note? I do. No, you go first. Oh, I was just going to side note your earlier thing. <laughs> I don't know yes. why it's a side note. But, I was going to change um, the topic altogether. Oh, okay, there. cool. Mine is still related in. to your earlier <laughs> topic. Please, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, now you tell one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love The Simpsons. I, for, any, like, for our <laughs> listeners, most of the random quotes, if you don't understand what it is, like it's 99% of the time it's a, a Simpsons quote that we yeah. like just throw out there randomly. So Pretty much. It can be kind of like a little uh, Easter egg kind of hunt. You have to um, go figure out which episodes People they're from. You're like, we don't have Simpsons here, you jerk. <laughs> yeah, but they have podcasts somehow. <laughs> they listen to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay, gosh, so yeah. the thing I was going to say about what we were talking about earlier Excuse is me. that there are so most of Holland is under below the sea level and they have actually built up land there like there is a whole area there that we visited when I was there last time that my mom was like just said really casually she's like yeah this didn't exist when when I was a kid and I was like what are you talking about like this highway that we're on right now she's like no this entire <laughs> island like this entire or yeah. peninsula or whatever that they had built I'm like what are you talking about she's like yeah no they built it up out of land and there's like subdivisions and stuff on it like there's a whole like yeah it's everything crazy. on it it's yeah, nuts they just truck loads of sand and they just make this like yeah extend the beaches basically and yeah like, and they just like what? fully build up they just create their own spot to live on and yeah which is was so foreign to me because in canada <laughs> we've got like nothing but land basically so that's yeah. never really been a problem for us oh i know the idea of like extending the beach out i'm like that's not possible like i'm like <laughs> yeah, you're that's like, huh? not a thing like <laughs> why don't you just no. go on to all this extra farmland we've yeah. got here <laughs> because i imagine every country is like floating <laughs> <laughs> and 
I've never corrected that assumption. So I'm like, how do you add the sand? Like, you can't extend the land. Like, there's no way. And I'm like, you're the dumbest human being alive. And yet, I host a facts podcast. Yeah. And yet, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Proof that anyone can get a podcast. I can get one. I can get one. You Someone guys. gave it to you. Okay. What's I... happening? The drama. All of a sudden. I know, right? I don't know if I should boycott the Olympics. What do you mean? Where are I already they did this year? One and two last year. China. Again? Yeah. Why? Weren't they just there? But weren't they? We boycotted them last time. I don't remember. I don't know. I mean. But because the government. Boycotting I just is such a slippery slope. It's not slope. against literally like just random like Chinese people. It's the government. I think mm-hmm. what they're doing is gross and I just i can't with them and i don't want to support anything i don't want to support like any products that are made there because it's all tied to like basically a bunch of rich people in the west that are like using them for labor on top of everything yeah we make everything in china because it's like yeah you know china owns the entire world they do they're like they're yeah running and they're i mean it fine and more power to them if they weren't you know, if their government wasn't so mm-hmm. gross, like people disappearing and like the ethnic cleansing they're doing. And I'm like, no, I just can't. So, and then part of me is torn because like, I want to support the athletes, but then I think, do I want to support the athletes? Cause a lot of them have like here's, sponsorships. And- but here's the solution. Okay. It's also a really slippery slope if you're going to get like really ethically start boycotting things because basically you'd have to boycott literally everything and you wouldn't be able to do anything or live in a house or like wear the clothes that you're wearing right now or have a podcast so like, true but this is directly in china but so that's fine so you can like pick choose your battles right like so go yeah. buy a box of wheaties and support <laughs> like the olympian that's on them and the creep that created cereal and, but don't watch the Olympics there. <laughs> but I don't know solved. if I do support athletes. I have a really weird relationship there with that. Like, I don't know. Okay. So here's what you do then. If you yeah, don't support the like, the athletes. doping and cheating and everything and, and the money, like the privileged but, people basically get to win. And that's not fair to the poor countries, poor athletes. But what about the people who aren't doping and cheating and are like, this is their only chance... I'm- you're then. just looking for a fight. You just want to find something to boycott. Oh, <laughs> I called you out on it. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to take the moral high ground. No. Doping's a legit thing. I want to watch cool skiing. There's nothing moral high ground about that. <laughs> so watch do the it. Jumping. Who cares? Is it, it's like, the Winter Olympics? It must be starting yeah. soon, right? February yeah. 4th, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. And then ski jumping, I love, I love the watching. But then so much. apparently a bunch of like the male well maybe i don't know yeah is it only male people people male people what do you know women do ski jumping do they? they oh my gosh i don't know anyway <laughs> next week apparently episode. eating disorders are <laughs> rampant in there and i'm just like what but is anything sacred anymore nothing is but that's anybody well. who is going to any kind of extreme to be the best at something and they've dedicated True. their lives to it it's going to be extreme like I can't. Know, Im- but they're hungry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's no winning. This is what I'm saying. You're just looking for a fight, <laughs> and you found one. Look, doping <laughs> is the worst thing in the world. Yeah, so. but if everybody's doing it, 
But they're not. <laughs> if they were, I actually think that they should. But not that's why in the whole the, Shouldn't they? the bike then racing equal, with right? Lance Armstrong, they all were doping. So then isn't it still but an equal competition? Course, yeah, right. Well, I think they should all be given the same drugs. Yeah, but you could argue if you're like, oh, one guy can afford better drugs. It's the same thing as the one guy who can afford a better bike versus the guy who can't afford that or the better coaches or whatever. Right. But then they still could like, yeah, I guess. I mean, even just one thing out, don't have to even everything out. (laughs) Just even one. Just even the drugs out. And then everything else can be the same as everything else. Okay, here's the, but life isn't fair is the whole point of what I'm trying to say. So suck it up. Watch the ski jumping because it's fun. And then get mad. But it's evil. (laughs) Well, ski jumping itself isn't evil. I mean, all those skis are made in uh, China. Okay, future topic. Yeah. Is it evil? It is. It was started by a eugenics master. No, I don't know. He had 17 wives. It's your turn, isn't it, first, by the way? Is it my turn first? Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys, okay. Or is Uh, it? Yeah, because you did unicorns last. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually don't like going first, I think. But that's okay. I'll do it. I'll write. Leave me alone. I don't like going first either, I don't think. Oh, really? Now that I... I think it's because I like having lots of energy for when you're doing yours, so I can like really get into it. <laughs> really, yeah, like sleep. Really I... dig in. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm second. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys, this topic. I apologize already. It's gonna be a lot of like mentally trying to figure out as you're listening to it which side is left <laughs> and which side is right, and like how it oh, all works. Oh no. It was, it was painful writing it, and it was um, a lot of, like, I, I feel like I pulled a little bit of a Carla on this one. How dare you? And yet, the- I understand. <laughs> you have no argument. Nope. In the sense that there's, like, a lot of information, mm-hmm. but a lot of it kind of led nowhere, and so I've got just, like, a whole bunch of facts. And it was really frustrating. Not that, not that you leave oh it God, nowhere. Thank you. No, no, no. It's not about you, but what you find all the time, like your muffin tins and no. all that stuff. That's I what think- I mean. <laughs> no. I thought you mentioned all my work leads to nowhere. I'm like, good God. Yeah, that just for my spent like laughter, a good like 30 seconds just berating you. And then when Carla's a moron. <laughs> no, I mean like that frustrating sense of like having information, but also having no information yeah. at the same oh, time okay. when you look up at topic and you're tin. like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so I've got some information, but also not. This is a real Debbie oh Downer gosh. way to start. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Again, I'm... sorry for loud laughing. I was kind of strapped, stuck to my microphone, so I couldn't back away. You were strapped. <laughs> Uh-oh. Why are we on such crack lately? We're recording this in the evening, and we, we both were talking earlier about how like weird it feels, and apparently we're both it's on so crack weird. again in the yeah, evening. Yeah, well... <laughs> Okay, so this is. What? 
<laughs> I'm establishing that it's your turn again. Yes, we know. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> You're really <laughs> adamant about it. You need to go now. Okay, I'm starting. Okay, so this topic was kind of picked actually by Greg because he keeps bringing it up, and every time I ask him, like, "Hey, what kind of topic should I do?" He's like, "Have you done that one yet?" I'm like, "No, stop asking me." <laughs> so now this time I'm like, "Okay, I'm, Your I'm ideas doing are it." Stupid. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. Okay, so. I am doing the history of left or right hand traffic. If so, if we drive on the left or the right hand side of the road and like why, why do some of us drive, some countries drive on the left and some countries drive on the right. And the reason that Greg brought it up and wanted me to cover it was because in um, British Columbia, which is the province that I live in, in Canada, um, he had seen a thing that it actually... (laughs) They, the whole province switched over in different sections from left-hand drive or left-hand driving on the left-hand side of the road to driving on the right-hand side of the road, because originally what? most of Canada was left-hand side of the road because it was based on the British colonies. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I know. Right? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And then they switched over to the right side of the road, and. In BC itself, it took about three years for the entire province to get to switch. So there were certain <laughs> roads that would be like, okay, you you would have to switch like which side of the road. Yeah, oh, you're driving. No. On. Yeah. Okay. And how many car accidents were there that year? Those Probably a billion. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll wow. get into that and like specific Canada kind of information as well. Okay. It's pretty interesting. Okay. So but that's real? Yeah. I'm I know. Shocked. Isn't that crazy? I Whoa. never thought of it either. I was like, wait, we were left hand side? Like so it's called yeah. left hand traffic or right hand traffic is like the technical okay. thing. So that's kind of what all people uh like uh, condense it down to L H T or right H- or R H T right H T. I know, so <laughs> I didn't do that, but it's left hand traffic or right hand traffic. Okay. Are the two things because left hand drive and right hand drive are different that means that like it's where, where the steering wheel is if it's on the left okay. or right hand side and so right. left or right hand traffic is which side of the road you okay. drive on right <laughs> not that anybody asked for those definitions I recently but you saw got them. a left hand driving car right hand drive you mean right hand driving yeah. car but isn't yeah. right this way Oh, yeah. Sorry. Right. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I was so freaked out. Isn't it weird? Was in the passenger seat. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And, you see, and if they don't and have a passenger. Car. <laughs> yeah. They don't yeah. have a passenger. You're like, how are you driving? <laughs> I know. I, like, it's such a double take. I'm like, there's no driver. <laughs> you just start anyway. freaking out. Out slam on Almost. your brakes. Everybody stop. <laughs> no one's driving this car. <laughs> Well, that's like that guy's total side note, that guy that was um, arrested or really fined or whatever in Alberta for putting his Tesla on self-drive and sleeping. Like he put his seat back all the way back and was sleeping while it was on (gasps) self-drive. Yeah. I'm like, well, don't make it so obvious, you moron. Yeah, really? At least for those sunglasses that have like the eyes painted on them. That's exactly what I was just (laughs) thinking of. Right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, 
So there is archaeological evidence that the ancient Romans primarily drove their carts and chariots on the left-hand <gasps> side of the road. I can't right now. They didn't just willy-nilly drive in the center of the road. Well, some of them did, but Ooh. generally, so so if there was nobody else on the like if there was not much traffic, then they <laughs> generally would be like in the middle of the road because who cares. Yeah. But when there was other traffic, they would go onto the left side. <sighs> And people speculate that this is likely because the majority of people are right-handed. So driving or riding on the left-hand side would have allowed them to wield a weapon in their dominant hand in case they crossed paths with an enemy. (laughs) So basically it was all down to, like, protecting themselves and being able to, like, kill the crap out of other people so they'd have whips or spears or whatever. They're just in their chariot, like, going to the grocery store and then it's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the phase maker and yeah. like Fred I see you and they're just stabbing each other in the street it's like okay basically <laughs> just big spears everywhere the grocery bags are on the end of Bloodshed, the spear yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a goat there like how people have goats all the time in like Vietnam or wherever and went on their oh little gosh. mopeds <laughs> Um, So mounting and dismounting horses was also easier from the left side of the horse, and it was safer to be done by the side of the road rather than in the center of the road, right? Right. So I was thinking, like, when I started this topic, like, why would anybody... Wait, they're on the right side with a horse, then they get off on the left side. No, they mount it on the left side of the horse, so... Wouldn't they be in the middle of the road? They're getting... Yeah, so, well... If they're on the left-hand side of the the street, the mm-hmm. horse is going that way. So the sidewalk or the wherever they're getting on from is on the left side. If they were right-hand oh, were- drive, then they'd be getting on in the center of the street. Right-hand drive. Oh, yeah. I'm so confused. I know. That's why I said it was going to be painful. I apologize. No, I just shouldn't interrupt. I should just smile and nod and pretend I understand. <laughs> and then listen Wait, back I to thought it later. the driving thing was for the car. Yeah, but this is ancient stuff before they had cars, I'm talking about. No, I know. You meant right-hand traffic? Yeah, yeah. Left-hand See, traffic, so right-hand if traffic. If they're right-hand traffic, then they're on this side of the road. The right side, On the right-hand right? side, yeah. Yeah, so then if they... So if they're getting on onto the their side, horse from the left side, it would be in the center. Yeah. That's, but that's why they have left... They're on left side traffic left-hand traffic in ancient rome they're on the left i thought you said they were on the right no no they're on the left you guys this is gonna hurt this is gonna be painful no i'm already sorry (laughs) no i'm sorry no no i'll stop i'll stop (laughs) okay so when i started doing this topic i was thinking like oh whoever would want to drive like who thought to drive on the left-hand side thinking that that was the different way to be driving yeah But it turns out, based on this ancient information where the left was the way that everybody was driving, or the Romans were driving, the Romans who were conquering everywhere. So really the question that we should be asking is why did people stop traveling on the left-hand side? Right. And when did right-hand traffic come into play? Right? Right. Um, Oh, this is like a total side note, a little fun fact. the staircases from the Middle Ages were also made for the same reason of being able to, like, wield weapons with your right hand. Um, so they spiral in the clockwise direction going upward in order to allow the defenders at the top of the stairs to attack with their dominant right hand. Okay. 
and preventing the right-handed attackers from below from drawing their swords as they came up the stairs. So it's like oh these things gosh. that we would never have to consider now. Yeah, right? that were created because they were using, they oh needed access to their dominant hand constantly. to be able to kill people oh and defend themselves. Gosh. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Okay, so in 1773, Britain was the first to pass an official rule about which side of the road to drive on. So obviously, they had left-hand traffic there and still do Mm -hmm. to this day. At the same time, around the same time, France was making the right-hand side or the right-hand traffic the law there. And these Uh. two colonial powerhouses later exported their driving laws to their respective colonies, which is a big reason why throughout the the world you'll see certain places are right and left. It really is dependent on who colonized those places. Um, Right. Yeah. Not always. That's not always the case. But but for Mm -hmm. the most part, like that was a big one. Yeah. So the French tended toward the right-hand traffic for a very interesting reason. So initially, the peasants and the poor people um, on the streets would duck to the right side of the road, while the aristocrats always drove like their fancy carriages and whatever on the left-hand side. So okay. the aristocrats were left-hand. It stayed this way until the French Revolution, when all of a sudden it wasn't a good thing to be rich and ostentatious anymore. <laughs> So the aristocrats tried to blend in with the peasants by driving on the right-hand side of the road (laughs) in the same way that they were. Um, Napoleon eventually helped to solidify this because he was left-handed. So he actually preferred to drive on the right side of the road so that he could attack his enemies with his dominant left hand (laughs) and kind of catch them at a disadvantage if they were going the opposite way. (laughs) And he actually ended up making a rule that anywhere that he conquered, any of the places he conquered must drive on the right side of the road. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Unbelievable. Something I would never, ever even think of. And there's a whole system and rules and reasons. It's like, what? Some of that French stuff, to be fair, is a little bit vague. And some people were like, Napoleon made the thing. And other people were saying, no, that wasn't actually how it was. Mm. But I liked it. So it's fact. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm making it fact now. Let's declare it. It's declared um, in the U.S., so in the U.S., they had, because um, obviously the States is uh, has right-hand traffic, just like right. we do now in Canada, um, but they had a very different reason why they decided to go to right-hand traffic. I immediately traffic. wondered about the States. So in the U.S., many researchers traced the beginning of right-hand traffic to the 18th century, so the 1700s, and the rise of freight wagons pulled by large teams of horses. And so now why this didn't become a big deal in places like England or some of the European places because they didn't have the space to have the huge um, freight wagons (laughs) with these all these large horses. They didn't. Right. They didn't use the freight wagons in the same way that they did in the States, because in the States they had oh. all the space in the world to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Bigger roads and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so these wagons, these freight wagons, often didn't have a driver's seat. So the drivers tended to ride on the left rear horse to more easily control their animal team with their right hand. So. Oh. Since most were right-handed and they held their whip in the right hand to control their horses. Yeah. 
So they were at the very far back oh. left. Okay. As the wagons became more popular, traffic naturally moved to the right side of the road so that drivers could sit closer to the center of the road and avoid collisions. So they could see each other coming. They could clearly see because they've got all these horses. They're they're all moving fast and they've got all this freight. They wanted to make sure that they could see each other clearly. Oh, that makes so much sense. So they wanted wagons passing them on the left so that they could have a clear view of all the other vehicles, like everything else that was happening on the roads. So the first keep right law for driving in the U.S. was passed in 1792 in Philadelphia. Other areas started following suit, but there were still some left-hand traffic roads all the way up until 1850. So a lot of places had this mix, and it was throughout the whole world that some countries and some areas and, and districts and territories and whatever would have very different rules. And even within the same country, you'd be changing from left to right hand and back again, depending (laughs) on where you were. Because for the longest time, there were no real laws governing what you had to do. It was just kind of like, okay, let's do this and do whatever you feel like. And certain communities would kind of do it one way. Yeah. And then the community next to them would do it kind of a different way. It was crazy. I didn't realize it was actually so all over the place. I know. When I looked it up, I thought it would be a lot more clear cut. Um, Okay, so uh, to further solidify the decision... Um, to be right-hand traffic or to have this right-hand traffic, Henry Ford mass-produced his Model T with a left-positioned steering wheel, which necessitated driving on the right-hand side of the road. Right. So uh, some people also talk about when that uh, vehicle was being exported around, like, to other countries, mm-hmm. then those countries, they it solidified driving on the right-hand side of the road for those places oh. as well. Yeah. Um, So in Britain, there wasn't much call for these massive wagons, and the smaller (laughs) British wagons had seats for the driver to sit on behind the horses. Mm -hmm. As most people are right-handed, the driver would sit to the right of the seat so that his whip hand was free on the side of the wagon because he had his right hand was the whip. Mm. And he didn't need it to be controlling all the horses he was so he was sitting on the right hand side right right um while most colonies of britain have remained as left-hand traffic countries there are some that have changed so canada switched from left-hand traffic to right hand in the 1920s in order to facilitate traffic to and from the u.s of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, yeah, figures. Yeah. Just America Jr. Americans up here. Are just crying over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, it's confusing. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. Just drive on the left-hand side. <laughs> so the provinces of Ontario and Quebec were always right-hand drive because they were former French colonies. So they always right. drove on the right hand. and. BC switched to right-hand traffic in stages between 1920 and 1923. (laughs) Most of the Maritimes provinces changed to right-hand traffic between 1922 and 1924, and Newfoundland was the very last one to change to right-hand traffic in 1947, two years before they joined Canada. So they were still a British colony. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, like it kind of works with like the... Because cars, right, they didn't, they weren't, pro, like, all over the place until way later, right? So that kind right. of makes sense. It's not yeah. like, 
exceptionally late or early from in my mind. Yeah, that that kind of time frame made sense to me where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cars were probably becoming more like they were obviously yeah. using them and it was Calm. becoming a thing, but it's not like it, yeah. if you tried to do it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> but so Sweden um, in 1967, Sweden yeah. switched from driving on the left to driving on the right. So that's like oh. full swing. People were like fully driving cars and buses and all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. So they spent about $120 million to prepare their citizens for the switch. They did the switch overnight on September 3rd, 1967. And this day now in history is called H-Day. So there's some long <laughs> Swedish word that starts with an H that means right hand, like, or right traffic or oh something like gosh. that. And they no call, in history, they all know, oh, it was H day. Like, and I guess Iceland also had a Hell similar day. day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they had a huge program leading up to the switch during which they changed traffic lights, repainted lines on the roads. Um, they had all of this, like advertising and teaching people and like all this psychology behind how to get people used to the change and all this kind of stuff like they really delved into it and on the day of the switch all non-essential traffic was banned between 1 a.m and 6 a.m and any other vehicles that were on the road they had to follow special rules and then they all had to come to a complete stop at 4 50 a.m then they had to carefully change to the right hand side of the road and stop again and then wait for 10 minutes until 5 a.m. And then traffic was allowed to resume on the right-hand side. And they never went back to the left-hand side. So they had this, like, countrywide, like, very clear, you need to stop at 450, change sides, and then go, and you're reset. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I that love crazy? that. <laughs> Do you have why they Well, so the general, they had put it out to the general public to vote on if they wanted this to be done or not. And the general public actually voted not to make the change. They didn't want to change. Oh. But the government decided to go ahead and do it anyway. And I think it had a lot to do with, because they were one of the last um, European countries like on the mainland that wasn't Mm -hmm. an island like Britain or whatever. Right. That was still left hand had left-hand traffic. So I think a big one, and that's what I kind of saw when I was doing um, a lot of the research, is that a big reason why people or why the countries would change is um, in order to to be similar to their their neighboring countries, especially if those countries were powerful or economically, if they were economically linked, it just made it simpler to be operating in the same way as them. Um, So... It's considered to be the largest logistical event in Sweden's history to have that change <laughs> over. Like in anybody's history. That's crazy. Because <laughs> if you think about it, like that would be crazy. That, that would, would just, be. That would be a lot. Because oh I know you're gosh. not even just training people to like drive a little bit differently. It's a whole different mental like thing yeah, to do. You're training pedestrians. Your brain is on autopilot the by the way. time you're a good driver, right? Absolutely. And so to like. Not that you don't, it's brainless. It's just, you know what I mean, right? It's no, habit. No, but it's, it's habit. So much of it is ingrained in yeah. us. Like South Africa is left-hand drive or left-hand traffic, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, and when Greg came here, like he had to redo his <gasps> driver's oh, yeah. test and everything. And even now, I mean, he's been driving here for three years now and, or yeah. almost three years. And 
he every once in a while like depending on you know the angle that he's gonna turn at he'll have this moment of like oh like he'll forget which lane he's supposed to go into or like which side he's on especially if there's no other traffic to kind of like like just kind of yeah yeah because then you go into autopilot i mean he drove (laughs) for years and years in south africa so that's hard to to retrain your brain right yeah that's crazy yeah so right-hand traffic is... And then the, 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 the footnote is, he's crashed four cars. Yeah. <laughs> he better not crash four cars if he knows it's good for him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so right-hand traffic is used in 165 countries and territories around the world. Wow. And only 75 countries and territories use left-hand traffic. Oh, In 1919, there was roughly an equal number of countries and territories that were left and right-hand traffic. And between 1919 and 1986, 34 of the left-hand traffic countries switched to right-hand traffic. So most of them have been switching to left... have been switching from left hand to right hand traffic. Yeah. Um, so the way we do it, switching to the correct way, according to me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, there are some cases of places um, like recently Samoa in 2009 switched from right hand to left hand, which is oh. like one of the most recent and one of one of the only ones that has switched the opposite way. It's oh. interesting. Yeah. It's oh kind of random. It was funny actually, like reading about all the ones like that flip flop back and forth. That there are some countries, if they're taken over by different countries, that, like throughout their history, that right. it's, it changes depending on who's who's taken over the Is country. It at all to do with like um, like vehicle, a company type, like what's like available, like import wise, or like you know, like if it's a say more poor country, if they're suddenly like they can only get like. Or does it matter? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, a How, little bit. Who makes the... Yeah. Uh, I think that was in one of the things I read, and I might even have it here. No, I don't. Um, that I think in they were like, oh, we're going to go with right-hand or right-hand traffic because they were able to import like Fords or they were able to import certain things right. that were already like that. So they're like, okay, cool. We'll just we're at the point where we need to make a rule about it or make a law about it. So yeah. we'll just choose that one because the majority of people are able to afford this type of vehicle anyway. There were definitely some instances of that. Um, but, but it's not. But sometimes it's completely random where they're just like, okay, we're going to do this now. Or it was very much the um, the conquering, you know, quote unquote, the conquering country that came in and was like, this is how we do it. And it's it became part of... A, a way to signify that that country was under, say, Chinese rule or French rule or British rule or whatever. Yeah. You know, That's one of their so... cultural kind of things. Man, my crazy. mind is just blown. <laughs> okay, so in the late 1960s, the British Department for Transport actually considered switching to right-hand traffic. So can you imagine if Britain had done oh that same my. thing that I know, Sweden that's did? all I was thinking when you were talking about the switching. I'm like, yeah, how would they do that? But they declared it unsafe and too costly for such a built-up yeah. nation because they were so built up oh at that time that it's just, you have to, at some point, it doesn't make it worth it to make that change, right? That's the thing, right? It would cost so much. Yeah. 
So only wow. four countries in Europe continue to use left-hand traffic, and they are all island nations, and they are all um, former or current British colonies. <laughs> or not, I guess British United Kingdom isn't a British colony because they're the the OG. But yeah, so it's the United and Kingdom. Hawaii, it's it's right too still because uh, it has to be. Yeah, because I know Hawaii it's a state. Sorry, I just meant states. Like, yeah. No, yeah. I know, but I was just curious if like there was some weird outlier within yeah, a country right like i think that they're right i think they're they're right hand traffic like us yeah they yeah. have to be right i'm pretty sure your license has to yeah i think so right yeah um so the four places are the united kingdom the republic of ireland cyprus and malta oh so some countries are still a mixture of left and right hand traffic <laughs> which is crazy for example Guess who's Googling videos later? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I didn't Google, like, how to say this name. Ma- Macau? Macau? I don't know. M-A-C-A-U. Yeah. I I've think it's Macau. Them. Macau? Okay. I think so, according to the Olympics. Oh, see? There we go. Olympics taught us something. How dare you? Uh- <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> okay, so they are left-hand traffic because that... That was what was introduced when they were under Portuguese rule way long time ago. But now they are part of China, which is right-hand traffic. But they kept their system as left-hand. So they they kept the system that they had in place. But So now they have a right-to-left switching interchange at this place called the Lotus Bridge, which connects the two areas. If you look, there's like an overhead, like what? an aerial kind of picture of it where they like loop around and they have to no. like switch from from right to left and left to right, depending oh on where gosh. they're going. Yeah. Hold on. Here's the pronunciation. Okay. Wait, I have to put the volume up here. I think it is just Macau. Hold on. Macau. Yeah, Macau. Ah, perfect. And that was <laughs> it. That's That was the... Maybe not the origin, but it was the history of driving on the left or right hand side of the road. That's no, it totally is the origin because of like, <laughs> right? Like, it's just so much thought. Like, a lot of things in history, like, you, it's kind it feels a little arbitrary or like, like uh, one king decides that's what's, you know, they do make these decrees and they or whatever. And it's yeah. like, and with this, it seemed very practical and like thought out and like they had a good reason for it. And yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It's funny because, yeah, like some of the stuff is, but it, there definitely was a big element when I was looking. Like I really had to kind of search to to f- kind of solidify these reasons. Like they did exist right. there and they were pointed to by all of the researchers yeah. of this is yeah. why here they did it. But there it right. wasn't any definitive explanation why every single place decided, like made their decisions right. in a way, right? So there, I think there is that definitely that element of like, uh, we're just gonna follow suit with whatever's <laughs> happening over here, you know. Like they just yeah. kind of went with it, which but there I mean, is some kind enough. of connection, right? Like to yeah. you know, if it's a colony of something, it's like yeah. okay, that's reason enough exactly. in my book. It's totally. Like, oh wow, I really oh, my- liked the connection Whoa. to the right-handedness. That so that even though there were different ways mm-hmm. of of why it was like how it ended up either being left-hand traffic or right-hand right. traffic, so much of it was connected to people being right-handed and that it was right. beneficial to them to be on that side Dang. of the road to use their right hand for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
I've never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> once thought about this. Not once. No. I mean, I did in the sense of like, I think just kind of briefly I had, a, you know, where you're like, yeah. oh, why do they drive on the other side? Or, But I think with driving on the other side of the road, it's more like, how do they do that? <laughs> yeah. <happening> all, <laughs> yeah. Not so much like why. Yeah. Right? It was That's a f- crazy funny thing. I remember when we um, went to South Africa the last time and um, I was taking like bringing my mom and my sister along on a trip and there was a problem with Greg's ticket. So he was arriving a day after us when it wasn't anticipated that way. <laughs> and I had set up that we were renting a car, but I and I specifically made sure we rented an automatic so that I could also drive it if I needed to. <laughs> yeah. But of course, because it's left-hand traffic there, I was like, ooh, oh, I really no. don't want to have to drive if I don't have to. Right. But of course, because his flight got messed up and he wasn't arriving to the next day, I was like, well, I guess I'm driving us home oh. from the airport, guys. Like, this should be interesting. Luckily, our flight got in super late at night. So oh, there wasn't so the that much traffic. And I recognized the roads because I'd been there so many times before right. and spent time there with Greg. So I recognized where I was. Like when we got <laughs> to the neighborhood, we were staying right. and we were staying right near his sister. So like I knew I was familiar with the roads there, which was oh good. Oh my gosh. But it definitely like it was a good thing that there w- wasn't that much traffic <laughs> on the road because man, there were a few times where I was like almost turning into the wrong oh. road and like it definitely <laughs> took a bit to figure it out. That's crazy. But yeah, it was crazy. It's like Because that's on top of like already trying to remember. Like I know you said you remembered the roads, but there's still yeah. that element of like in oh. any place where you go back, you're like, okay, is this the turn? Is this exactly. the turn? So you're you have in a that different place. In your brain? Well, and then it's it's yeah. Johannesburg, which is like pretty oh uh, crime ridden. And oh, no, yeah. Greg had like drilled into me. He's like, if you're ever driving in Johannesburg and the lights are out at an intersection, you don't stop because that usually means that it's a setup that they're going to rob you and hijack you. Really? Uh, so we came oh across that actually in one Ooh. of the intersections. And so I was like, you guys, and I had to kind of like explain it to my mom and sister because that was their first time that they were there. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you guys don't freak out, but I'm not going to come to a full stop here. So I slowed down right. just enough to see that there was no other traffic. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going through it. So don't freak out on me and don't stress out about it. Right. Yeah. It, that's just what's going to happen because it's safer to keep going than to stop. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and they're like, what? okay okay just do whatever I'm like okay (laughs) we're all tired because we'd been traveling for like I don't know 27 hours or something like that so but I didn't and I didn't crash the car oh yeah (laughs) I was only robbed seven times exactly (laughs) that was excellent excellent topic thanks oh my gosh like and see that's why I hate when like you go first because then I'm just sitting here like just you know in that kind of like it sets the tone, right? Yeah. It's the stupor of like, yeah. I just want to sit and think about it and just <laughs> yeah. be like, wow, right? Stars in my eyes. I'm just, yeah, you know, rendered speechless. Well, I always really have that thing with your topics where I'm like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's tragic, but it's hilarious. Uh, no. Okay. I'm like, I don't know what topic to do. And my mom was cooking dinner and she's <laughs> slicing up some sausage. She's like, where did sausage come from? I'm like, done. <laughs> Oh my own! Oh no. To hell with my international gross, stuff, isn't it? <laughs> hey, sausages are international. I feel no, no, yeah, but I mean, oh, this became very international. Thank goodness. Oh. But I meant like I just assumed it would end up in 
start in Germany and end in Germany, so more I Western was, than garbage. Yeah, I was just going to say, bratwurst. <laughs> so unfortunately, it doesn't expand in the world in the sense that like it's still hey, it's not America, China and so the you're West. Fine. So it wasn't. It was a U.S. president the inventor of sausages. No. Well, there you go. You've expanded your horizons more than I have. <laughs> okay. I have never in my life been more angry. Muffin tins, oh, no. that was nothing. Oh, this. no. <laughs> you guys, my rage at the incompetence, not to be a total snob, because I have to Google, okay, if something says 7th century, 8th century, I always have to Google for the exact date because I have a hard time with numbers, like... You know, I'm like, is that 700 to 800 or is that 600 to 700? Like, I have a hard yeah. time, right? Yeah. And even something like 19th century, often I will still in my head go to the 1900s of forgetting, no, 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 it's 1800s. It's 1800s. But a lot of yeah. people write it incorrectly. They do. And so yeah. in this research, there was a lot of that incorrectly <laughs> written. So they would always be either like ahead or behind. So usually ahead, they'd be like 10th century, but they really meant the 9th century. Yeah. Oh, so it's so much Googling yeah. that way. And then this, you know, this is like the worst. This pains, <laughs> this like kills me. <laughs> the rage right now? Like oh, you don't yeah. even know. They, <laughs> and I couldn't find conclusive sources for almost any of my facts. So a lot of this is actually going to be a fact or fiction game where we're like. Excellent. What is it? It could be. You guys, be. people would get AD or CE mixed up with BCE oh. or BC. How? How stupid know. are but then you? Don't use it if you don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know? get it right. That's a huge, yeah. That's a big difference. Huge difference. Especially yeah. in like the understanding. Anyway, sorry for that rant, but like, <laughs> my God. I did find that in some of my, throughout all of my research, actually, for like, I think each of my topics, I came yeah. across stuff where they're like, in the 19th century. And I'm like, huh? Okay. So thinking, okay, yeah. in the 1800s. Right. Because that's what it should be. And then I would be like, it was 1923 when they did this. I'm like, huh? Wait, what? Right? You know? And I'm like, you guys aren't using yeah. it correctly. Yeah. Oh, I'm so frustrated. But I mean, a thousand year difference. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's too much for me. I can't. <laughs> All right, guys. What is a sausage? I don't want to know. Okay. There's <laughs> generally do, three components. Sometimes four. So there's the meat. It can be okay. any chopped meat. It's usually beef or uh, pork, but any animal tissue or organs can go into the sausage. Ooh. So there's horse meat, tissue sausage, goat, lamb. Terrible. That yeah. word. Well, hot dogs, right? They put I anything know. in hot dogs. That's a, that's a sausage. There's even fish sausages, which I didn't know. Really? That disturbs me a little bit. I I don't know what that would. I don't know how to feel like. about that. I don't know either. Should right? we try one? No. No. <laughs> i'm expanding my brain not could my you imagine you. fish fish hot dogs those chicken hot dogs are like bad enough could you imagine a fish hot dog gross well maybe uh, no i don't know it's like a, i guess if it was like a filet fish but it wouldn't be see and i still have a problem with filet fish oh, well I yeah like who doesn't i know they're gross anyway then there's seasoning <laughs> so the key one obviously salt for preservation there should be a clue as to where we're going with this, okay? okay? And then any other kind of seasonings. Usually people do like sumac or marjoram or like, you know, pepper, those kinds of chili. Chili's popular. Um, sometimes they have mix-ins. So British <laughs> sausages are actually known for, I'll get to that later, but um, having like kind of like cereal type, like fill-in, filler. 
stuff. Okay, okay. And but then you have something like Polish sausage, and they'd murder you if you put anything other than meat into a sausage, right? Like, right. You have to. So it's almost like a purity thing, kind of like some is pure meat, some is just okay. full of. Kind so of, when they, they put use like this called cereal and crap in, like does it? It's like a wheat rusk. It's like um, kind of like right. really fine. But so it's of, not used to bind anything. It's just no. used as a filler. Okay. It's, yeah, it's just okay. filler. Actually, I'll get to that. There's something mm. there. But anyway, um, sometimes they put extra fat in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not including pemmican, the Native American or indigenous people's um, kind of meat thing. It's like it's sausage-like. It's basically dried meat mixed with fat and berries and stuff. Oh, okay. And it was a great, cool food invention, but... Um, it wasn't put in, it's not put in a casing. Yeah, I was going to say. But it's not jerky. So it's kind of like a little jerky sausage hybrid almost. It's like so. an in-between. It's like a protein bar. People always call it a protein bar. And I'm like, okay. Oh, really? Then there's the casing. Um, so all that stuff is stuffed in casings. And it, originally it was animal intestines or stomachs. Uh, sometimes right. it still is. Um, but usually now it's like paraffin-treated fabric bags, synthetic sleeves of plastic or collagen or other like kind of... Okay. Things. All of those things sound gross. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The word sausage itself, like the English word, was Mm -hmm. used, I think, for the first time in the mid-15th century. And it was spelled saw, like Mm S-A-W. Then sige, like (laughs) S-Y-G-E. And it comes from, like, this French word, whatever. Sausage. I don't care about any of that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sausage. (laughs) I I love that It was first made. I right? love it. Why don't we keep it like that? Sausage. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it like that too, really yeah. slowly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's actually, I have the question here, why did humans start making sausage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's many factors as to why humans realized they could and should make sausage. Ooh, right? should. Am I speaking too loud? I feel like I got really no. close to my mic. Okay. You're great. So I'll do the kind of like mini reasons and then I'll get to the main reason. So spices. Salt was critical in the discovery of food preservation. Like that was the be all end all because salt right. can, you can cure meats with it and that kind of thing. So yeah. people were like, hey, wait a minute, our meat lasts longer. Um, <laughs> but the discovery of new spices like chili helped enhance the flavor as well. Right. But also kind of helped. I don't know if they helped with preservation so much like, oh, okay. chi- like those flavorful ones. But I mean, if you're eating like sausage full of like offals and tissues and bits and stuff that aren't prime meat then yeah. those seasonings That's probably gonna help yeah help. yeah um and also kind of helped with the, pop- the rise of the popularity of sausage not just plain old meat but like right yeah. you can get it with flavors <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um the weather so colder climates like northern europe they could keep fresh sausage during cold months without refrigeration but they also developed the process of smoking the sausage to preserve oh. it during warmer months. So that was like really popular. Like I know in Poland, it's like smoked sausage yeah. is huge. Yeah. Very well known for that. And um, yeah, and smoking is likely one of the earliest forms of food preservation. No way. Um, that we discovered possibly as early as the Paleolithic era. Um, Whoa. Do you want to know a little fact about that? Or just... Yes. Okay. Um. They kind of, one person was kind of saying, like, arguing that what could have happened is, like, they generally did live, um, like, super ancient 
I don't know if it was Paleolithic era, but um, in like dwellings without like chimneys or anything like that. Okay. And they when they had like meat, they wanted to store it somewhere. So they put it in these dwellings to keep it away from, to keep pests away from it. Okay. And to keep it out of the weather, the elements. And in, they think maybe inadvertently it was smoked because the uh, in fire inside created lots of smoke and it had nowhere to yeah. go. So there was like this smoky little smokehouse, right? That, And then they just oh kind of gosh. by accident realize it like a, cool. yeah that it made the meat last longer yeah so that's one theory i don't know if it's true but it sounds yeah. pretty true though yeah because like right? it's not like they're going to spend a lot of time experimenting with things right like exactly. they need to survive <laughs> yeah and it's like humans discover things like the vinegar thing that we were yeah went over and the yeah the pigments right or like just fire and cooking itself right it had to start yeah. somewhere so exactly anyway. that's in so hotter cool. climates um develop they developed dry sausages which don't need refrigeration at all okay so yeah. um, i know and in... people ancient times would do like just dried uh, meats like jerky in the sun right right Sorry, I know in, in Holland, we've got some dry sausages that are so good. Ooh. And down in South Africa, they've got um, like these dry sausages that are like Greg's favorite food. They're so good. <laughs> but it's yeah, like a lot sense, of dried right? meats and stuff that they've got. Yeah. Because it's so and hot. And it totally there. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They wouldn't really need smoking as a, like, or different kinds of right. preservation yeah. things, right? Um. Hunting could also have contributed to the rise of it because, like, the one guy who wrote a book about sausages, he said the rise of coordinated hunting and the ability to pull down larger game may have uh, been what led to, like, people wanting to save all that meat that they just... Right. You have to do something with it and something with, I think, all the different types of body parts, Yeah, they didn't want anything to go to waste, right? Yeah. Which is the key... I think the top reason. So food rationing and preservation. Um, as one writer noted, people needed to make use of every piece of meat so nothing was wasted. Yeah. Um, apparently we still do that to this day. So only like yeah. <laughs> factory style things, they like use blast kind of pressure hose things to like blast off every little bit off the bone. Oh and then they God. make sausages out of that. And I'm like, oh, gross. Anyway. Uh, that's sausages pretty gross, probably- but also like they should at least, yeah. like at least that yeah, <laughs> at the very exactly. least you're being a bunch yeah. of bastards in every other way <laughs> so, exactly you know um so people are saying they were probably first invented as a means of preserving blood awful awful is the little like all the bits of the animal that are, sound kind of gross to eat but are like right. just that you right like you yeah. not the prime cuts of meat and it's quite popular. O F F A L, right? A L, yeah. And small scraps of meat in con- uh, inconvenient edible containers. So the stomach and intestines of the slaughtered animal. So it's kind of like, let's shove it all in here. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and why was the preservation of meat so critical? Okay, so ancient Greece is a really good case study for this. Um, some scholars say that the ordinary person would have to make do with cereal grains and in-season veggies and fruits because they couldn't rely on meat as like um consistent food source because the weather was so inconsistent and they had like trouble with crops and pastures and that kind of thing because they'd have like drought than rain and like but every like three or four years they'd have like a boon or this and that so it was totally subject to seasonal surpluses and shortages so they're like you know and sometimes they had to just kind of call a bunch of their animals and just keep a few of the females for example and then they'd be like well 
you have to preserve this meat somehow, right? Right, so, yeah. Um, because sausages were perfect for hiding whatever leftovers people mm-hmm. had, like the gross or not so good bits, um, <laughs> they were actually seen originally as a miserly kind of, like a cheap and common snack for people. Oh, yeah, so I could see that. The way hot dogs made it, are Yeah, they were made now. of the cheapest leftovers. So rich people yeah. wouldn't eat that. Would wouldn't never eat, it. eat them. I kind of see um, that. Yeah. And people, there's actually like in stories and stuff, people would actually make fun of you. Like there's one story where someone's made a fun of because they're a sausage maker. Like, or no the dad way. was the sausage maker and this kid yeah. was like teased and bullied at school because of it. So it's kind of like, or whatever That's school looked hilarious. like back in the day. Man, but, kids will just yeah. make fun of anything at any time, <laughs> really. But I think everybody was, they looked down on yeah, the sausage Yeah, yeah, fair so. enough. Um, but by the first century, A.D., everybody... <laughs> The rich were also enjoying sausages. There was a um, book by, I don't know how to say his name, Apicius. Uh, It's called On the Subject of Cooking. Um, It was basically a cookbook meant for people with discerning tastes. Because basically only rich people had cooks. Yeah. Um, And only rich people bought books. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So... This quote here is, while sausages may have begun in frugality, they had already evolved into delicacies worthy of gourmet attentions. Um, but ultimately, rich or poor, it didn't matter. They had to preserve the meat. So That's my thought, is that at some point, like, the rich, I guess they didn't have to worry about things in exactly the same way, but... No, yeah, they didn't. Because they had access to fresh meat, like, right, yeah, all the time. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. no matter what the shortages and stuff were, it's like... They had their little hunting parties and it's probably like, get me some meat now. That's true. And they didn't really care. Like they just yeah, yeah demanded they it, right? They probably had feed for the animals and that kind of thing, right? Right. For their, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately sausage making is a natural outcome of efficient butchery. So yeah, people are on it. Okay. Now to the timeline. Do you want to okay. guess who is the... Pliny like, the who... Elder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody. Pliny the Elder. Pliny. He invented sausage. <laughs> he did everything else Dad. and then wrote about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone seems to agree it was the ancient Sumerians. They what? lived in, in Mesopotamia, which no is modern-day Iraq, Kuwait, and some of Saudi Arabia. Whoa. The dates made me want to kill people. <laughs> so anywhere between 3000 and 2000 BCE <laughs> somebody there ate are texts and, <laughs> yeah there are texts and engravings from ancient Sumerians um, where they mention meat stuffed into casings so it's, it's just it's like very ancient, specific um, cave paintings just a sausage <laughs> on a, a stick being roasted <laughs> over a fire well the one I saw it's like these guys are holding these like they kind of look like giant stomachs almost and they're just kind of carrying them and people are like sausage making I'm like that, that kind of looks like a hunk of meat like yeah <laughs> steak it almost looked like just the thigh of, like a thigh of a cow and i'm like okay it's a sausage sure just a big drumstick but, <laughs> but here's actual like they say um on an akkadian cuneiform tablet so akkadian is an extinct language that was spoken in mesopotamia cool um they mention a dish of intestine casings um, filled with some sort of force meat and force meat is um it's like a mixture of meat and fat where you grind it or like you kind of sieve the ingredients so basically okay. like a minced kind of fatty sausage right thing 
uh, cool. like filling. Sorry. So, so kind of like a ground beef filling, almost like that. Yeah, like a ground probably yeah. like a yeah, just any I guess, meat yeah. mixed okay. with fat, and then it's in a casing. So, right. yeah. wow, the that's force meat cool. itself, is, right? Yeah. So that's we know crazy. the origin, sort of. I mean, this is like when it's first written. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Like, and were the Sumerians older? Because that's only three thousand BCE. Like, weren't the ancient Egyptians all? Way before that, yeah. I wonder if they had sausages. They must have, because they were also they were in a similar climate, right? Exactly. As the, the Sumerians, right? Yeah. Interesting. So Ooh. maybe but I if didn't, they didn't get put to it the in origin. a hieroglyph. It didn't happen. Just like if you don't put it on Instagram, it's not real. Exactly. <laughs> so this is where some of my rage. Uh, there's an example right here. So people mm-hmm. are like a close second is the Turks or China. I'm like, okay, let's check out the Turks. That's something new. Yeah. Okay, so they're credited with making sujuk sausage, S-U-J-U-K, I don't know how to say it. Okay. Um, it's a dry, spicy sausage that was generally made from beef, sumac, cumin, garlic, pepper, and salt. Um, there's specialty horse meat version still made today. Um, okay. But the source dates ranged from 1000 BC, and people declare it like prominently when you google <laughs> when was sujak made or like right yeah. when did the turks make sausage to 1080 <laughs> other sources <laughs> i googled i don't know for maybe half an hour to try to find some <laughs> definitive good source yeah. nothing so if a ancestor of the turks <laughs> or a historian <laughs> knows when they actually made sausages tell me <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, because it's a pretty um, big range. Of it is. And it's like, sound like they were nomadic. And then I read a thing where apparently they were first mentioned in Chinese text in the 6th or 8th century as like a settled kind of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> somebody kill me. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things like how we've talked about before where I'm sure that people were simultaneously creating the same thing, calling yeah. it something different. Some were writing about it, some weren't. Some were nomadic. That, yeah. So they were like learning from other people as they traveled yeah. around in the same area. Because Turkey and all of those other places are really close together too, yeah. where the Sumerians were. So I'm yeah. sure that it's like it's one of those things that, that just created because I think it was a necessity, yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. Right? So the only thing yeah. we can conclusively say is that just ancient people were making sausage. Yeah. So crazy. Um, I actually didn't think that it would be that old, but it completely makes sense that it is. Right? Yeah. It's such crazy. necessity. Like it, and because yeah. the intestines and the stomach, like it's already there. It's like. It, does, it sounds a little like complicated in dinner the sense that came of like, with its own Tupperware. Why did you think of that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're cleaning out the animal, like as you're like. Yeah. Like doing whatever they call it. But to think you can whatever. cook it and eat it. Like that's funny. That yeah. Like know that they could eat. But yeah, I guess they would that you would need fat animal. in it and that you would need, you know, mm-hmm. like that you'd need those things. Yeah. That's interesting. Because, you know, you'd think, well, maybe they would use like some kind of vegetable casing or something, right? Like yeah. the fact that it was intestines. I'm like, okay. Um, maybe it's like sturdiness. Anyway. So China, um, most sites seem to agree that China gets a close second for making sausages oh, okay. early on. Um, in 580 BC, there's the first recorded history so recorded history of sausage being made in China. Wow. Uh, one site said it was a goat and lamb sausage that was referenced in 589 oh. BC. 
It's funny because China is like one of the last places that I would ever associate with sausages. Me too. Isn't that I know. so funny? It's crazy. And maybe it's because like we're so used to like the Eastern European sausage background, yeah, like the yeah. European kind of history because our families are both I European know. that we don't mm-hmm. think of it that way. But that's interesting. Oh, huh. yeah. Like I thought for sure they just have other specialties, especially being, yeah. you know, like, um, like I don't need. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, so around between 580 BC to 300 AD, they experimented with sausages until they created the smash hit in 300 AD called Lap Chung. Uh, Lap Chung from, is made from goat and lamb meat. Although I think I saw a different meat at some point. Someone, forgive me if I'm wrong about what kind of meat it is traditionally, but, um, this recipe was goat and lamb meat with salt flavored with green onion bean sauce ginger and pepper for some Whoa. reason that sounds delicious that actually sounds pretty good <laughs> and here's a fun fact see they got a bit like interesting with it and putting other stuff right in there. yeah i know okay fun um, fact. the modern type type of lapchung or lapchung sometimes it's called has a comparatively long shelf life mainly because of a high content of lactobacilli like a lot of oh. sausage is actually technically fermented or has a lot of bacteria, right? Because they just leave it out right. and yeah. dry or cure or whatever. And that actually, a lot of those things that could kind of make you sick or kill you end up preserving the sausages. <laughs> so uh, anyway, no way. I don't know what lactobacilli is, but in terms that, of if you got killed or not. actually sounds kind of familiar to me. It's probably yogurt or something. I don't know. Probably. Um, but yeah, it has such a high contact that it, the sausage is considered sour by many. Ah. So, I know. I'm like, okay. Okay. So just going back to the Greeks now they're okay. next on the kind of timeline um the most prominent reference i've seen is to the greek poet homer and his writing the <laughs> odyssey homer Don't... is literally the most annoying person i've ever had to look up because no one seems to agree when he lived or mm. even if he was a real person was he a real like... person i don't know because he was just written about in the odyssey but was that based on true a true story it's like when they make a movie no didn't homer he was a Greek oh, poet. He, he actually the wrote. Yeah. And Odysseus is <laughs> like in it. Oh. <laughs> no, I know. And but then apparently the Homer like, Iliad or Homer Odyssey, Simpson. people think it might be compli- yeah. <laughs> might be a compilation of writers. Like that is oh. a not just one person. Whatever. That's Damn not important. It, Homer. The Odyssey itself does exist as a text. <laughs> um, <laughs> the date range is between eight hundred fifty BC to seven hundred fifty BC. Sure. In <laughs> Why not? The Odyssey. It's he literally describes sausage. Um, no way. With an early description of black pudding. Um, so black pudding, if people don't know, is blood with some sort of. Uh, is it like oats or something? It's some kind of green or cereal. It's mixed with something. I forgot what. And then that's it. It's like a blood sausage. So right. I don't know. Yes. I don't like calling it sausage because it's. Not meat at any, on any point, but I guess if sausage is any kind of animal product. Yeah, right? if it's encased in something, right? And it's kind of like yeah. cooked or That's cured true. I guess, in the yeah, same way. Yeah, there's veggie sausages. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, good point. Uh, when, oh, and then, oh, this is how he describes the black pudding. Um, when a man beside a great fire has filled a great stomach with fat and blood and turns it this way and that and is very eager to get it roasted. That's the line. <laughs> and then sausage is described in a met- metaphorical sense 
where Odysseus lying in his bed is seen rolling from side to side as a cook turns a sausage, big with blood and fat at a scorching blaze without a pause to broil it quick. That almost sounds like half a recipe and half a description. So whatever's happening there, I don't know. <laughs> he was just really hungry when he wrote that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just really want to eat a sausage right now. <laughs> People say, okay, so however, with the Odyssey, that's fine. But um, the first recognizable mention of this meat food in Greece is in a play called The Oria. And people translate as, that as The Sausage, which was yeah. written about written about 500 B.C., Okay. This work is by some guy named Epicharmus, but it's spelled Epicharmus. I don't know if it's hilarious. It's the best <laughs> name I've ever heard. Um, but I don't think they said ch sounds in Latin. They do now. Epicharmus. Yeah. It's charming. <laughs> so a lot of people say it's translated into the sausage, but some a lot of times I saw it was translated into the pork. Either way, okay. jokes abound. It was a comedy, I think. So. <laughs> There's also a play written by Aristophanes called... I love that called, like the name of a play, The Sausage. I know. Yeah, or The Pork. I'm like, okay. Yeah, There's either way. a play written, <laughs> written by Aristophanes called The Knights, which is about a sausage vendor who is elected leader. So that must have been the riot for people of like, a slowly sausage maker? No way. Right? <laughs> he would never be a leader. Like Epicharmus. <laughs> so charming <laughs> oh my gosh. that is crazy so, that there are yeah. actual references like that and like whole plays that it obviously yeah. was like enough like a big part of the culture there like yeah a sausage maker was like a guy that like a yeah. job that existed that's cool someone claimed that they would sell sausages in the aisles of the theater uh, in the Greek theater is probably outdoors, that kind of thing. Right, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. Like the amphitheater type. Is this literally like early baseball hot dog situation? Oh is that gosh. maybe why oh. they were like selling hot dogs in the baseball thing? I know I didn't even like think to like follow oh, up on that, man. but I'm like, really? Get your sausage here? Like, that would be awesome. And you just see him whipping but... sausages at people in the crowd. I know. That'd be so They're cool. They're just really hot and greasy. Ah, my face! <laughs> <laughs> Romans came along and they basically stole everything from Greece. They're like, you guys are awesome. We're going to copy did. everything. Yeah. Um, they borrowed many of their gods, architecture, comedy, drama, etc. And I'm everything. going to assume that they borrowed sausages. They yeah. went wild for sausages. <laughs> no way. There's texts with like dirty references where they'll ah. like be talking about dirty things, but then use sausage in place of, you know. Oh my God. And they make jokes because it's just funny to them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, fact or fiction no time. Okay. This is completely unverified. Some people say it's garbage. Some people say it's it's one of the most commonly like reproduced facts on okay. the internet. They said Roman Emperor Constant Constantinus, isn't it just Constantine? One and the Catholic Church banned Catholic. Wouldn't it have to be just Christian? Anyway, they banned sausage <laughs> eating because of its links to pagan festivals. This led to sausages going underground until the ban was lifted. So, <laughs> fact or fiction? Um, More fact or fiction. Ready? Many people <laughs> wanted to murder everybody. <laughs> they interchangeably used the names Leo V and Leo VI. 
Okay. Kind of as it sounds like they all think it's the same person. And they're <laughs> both Byzantine emperors. Okay. And they both apparently made huge decrees about sausage. <laughs> so with Leo the Fifth, they claimed he banned sausage makers for they don't know why just that he was upset and he's like get the hell out of the the empire right leo the he's sixth. just like mad because he got hit by one when he was probably like, at the play yeah. in the amphitheater <laughs> well this he's is like, a when I'm, emperor, when I'm emperor, i don't know i'm yeah. gonna get you um and this is all around between 800 and 900 ad already so after the whole anyway then Leo VI apparently banned the making of blood sausages due to cases of food poisoning. This oh. one was mentioned slight, on slightly more credible-looking sites Would and sounds a lot more credible. Known but... enough about it to know what causes food poisoning, though. I don't know. This whole thing I made me like... angry. <laughs> I feel like, regardless of if those things are true or not, like yeah, the fact that it was being talked about or that there are some <laughs> references, like enough references to sausage, like in those times. I think right. shows like how huge it was, which is so <laughs> shocking to me and hilarious. Yeah, I know. Like, it's so yeah. funny to me because it's just like a hot dog vendor. Like, you just like, think yeah, of, I mean, it totally, it well, completely makes sense to me. Tasty snack and food. Of course. And easy to like, just carry around. And it's a necessity. Sausage, right? And it's like, like, yeah, I see. I can see exactly why it is. And like. I yeah. think it had such, like, noble beginnings, right? But, like, <laughs> it's so funny that emperors were, like, banning sausages or that they yeah. were, like, making these, like, things and making plays about it, like, funny plays. Yeah. And it's well, so the, funny to me. Yeah. Like, I Again, I couldn't find any credible sources, like, citations or anything on any of these sites. So a lot of them still funny, are just though, facts like that it. are just regurgitated on all these websites. Right. And it's killing me because what a fun topic right but. <laughs> yeah I, I didn't think it would be like such a rich topic and so based in ancient times too i know like, that's so cool i just thought like <laughs> oh let's like bring out the bratwurst from right like, germany or whatever okay. it's october so fest to, like i'm almost done but um i'm just gonna do a brief timeline up to modern times to kind of okay. cover some of the stuff sausages so i'm gonna just name some sausages and so there's merguez i don't know how to say it 1300 northern africa introduced the world to a very spicy sausage Ooh. it was dried so it wouldn't go rancid in the heat obviously um it's made of mutton or beef and colored red from chili it's seasoned Ooh. with sumac garlic and harissa too so it's very flavorful oh, and spicy okay. Tasty. Yeah, super spicy. Um, Probably like a pepperoni, like a Slim Jim or something. Yeah. Yeah. So bratwurst. Oh, side note. Okay. I was vegetarian for a long time. Then I went back to meat. And I have to say sausage is the one thing that I thoroughly enjoy still. I really enjoy sausage. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Because some things I could go back with not, and not eat them ever again. Yeah. Right. Like I started eating chicken again and I'm like, oh, I could live without chicken. I could live without beef. Right. But like yeah. sausage. It's it depends like, mm. for me. Like you, if you get a That's sausage true. that isn't like seasoned properly Good or it's too fatty or, has those or bits, it's like the gristle. has those bits Ugh. in it. Ugh, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's true. It has to be a specific type of sausage just for sure. It. Because I don't like bacon. People think I'm crazy, but I just, it's overrated You don't like gross. bacon? I like the smell. I used to like it. I just oh. I can't stand it now. It's really disappointing. I love bacon, and I feel so... It's the thing I feel the most guilty about. Because pigs Aww. are so smart, those poor little babies. I know. I know. That's why I have to stop eating I Polish know, just... sausage, because it's all pork-based, basically. Yeah. 
Um, Bratwurst was made in 1313, apparently. Um, Germany, obviously. Usually made with pork, and it's fried before eating. The texture is coarser and heavier than a hot dog, but everyone loves it on a bun with mustard and onions. <laughs> everyone. Let's all get hungry. <laughs> um, so sorry, that was 1313? Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's early. Yeah. I know. Uh, that's very early, right? Mm-hmm. Mortadella, 1376. Italy, they made mortadella. It's basically a massive look sausage made of pork and lard. Crazy. Uh, the Frankfurter was made in 1484, <laughs> also Germany. Whoa. Some people argue that it, Vienna first made it and not, and that it was made in Frankfurt, but. Well, Vienna has their own sausage. Right. Right. Yeah. No one cares. It's tasty. It's crazy that these it. sausages are just named after cities. Yeah, I know, right? Like the Frankfurter? Well, they all became this kind of like this regional pride thing where they all just kind yeah. of like. Because I guess everybody was like, making them, right? Yeah. And, and it's then, probably like, you know, wine, they would name it after yeah. regions and that kind of thing. So I think with like, yeah, sausages, it's kind of followed the same thing because you would need to have like a specific sausage maker and they would become famous, right? Like, yeah. Um, for their product. So. Crazy. Um Apparently, again, more fact or fiction. <laughs> Charles the first um, during his time in the 1600s is when sausages were supposedly divided into links for the first time. Oh, what were they? I find that, that hard to believe, but mm, I just they loose. were just large intestines, right? Yeah, like large or just like single. Oh, just single. Oh, because that okay. lap chung one is just small little ones, and then they usually sell them in two, and they're kind of like attached by string, so it's like a long string, and then like two little. Oh, sausages okay. just hanging there so it's not okay. they don't have to be linked right okay i yeah. see yeah um 1600 chorizo was made in spain whoa um, no way when spain started getting shipments of spices like chili they were like let's put it in sausage chorizo's from spain i would just assumed it was italian oh really yeah i don't know why i knew that but anyway um, yeah, why did you know that? 1800, one of the most famous sausages in the world, kielbasa, from Poland, uh, was made. It's a um, garlicky pork sausage. I had to ask my mom about the pronunciation of, like, all the Polish sausage, because I was curious about it. I kind of went down that yeah. rabbit hole, and I'm like, I can't say any of these. I'm like, <laughs> what? Even kielbasa is hard for me to say it properly Polish, because Canadians and a lot of, like, you know, um, like, American Poles, they'll say kielbasa. They'll, mm-hmm. They say L, and it's not an L. It looks like an L, but it's not. Isn't that, like, it's a, a funny kind of... Yeah, weird. Kind of L-W weird mixture. Yeah. Like, kielbasa. Like, it's very weird. And hard for me to say, because I'm so, like, anglicized, or whatever you'd call it, right? Like, yeah. where I have, wasn't born in Poland. Yeah, it's I hard to, like, pronounce No those. accent. Yeah. It's so hard, There's, right? Like, in between like, letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a foreign language, and I'm like, what? Fun fact! Sausages were nicknamed bangers during the Second World War because when they were fried, they tended to explode with a bang because they contained so much water. So here's no the way. British sausage bangers thing. They, because of rationing again, right? They yeah. basically had to put a bunch of, like, wheat stuffs or kind of um, cereals, you know, like filler. Yeah. And I guess quite a bit of water or whatever, into these sausages so the poor people they probably had like maybe what just the tiniest bit of meat content in there yeah. and then they were exploding on the frying pan Jeez. and british sausage is still actually quite full of that stuff like filler 
Oh. And I think there's some joke. Somebody made some kind of joke where it's like there's <laughs> three kinds of bread in the UK, like white wheat and like whole wheat and sausages. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they don't have a good reputation for like, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, Iceland, they even they have their own sausages. They u- usually use lamb. Horse and mutton sausage are also traditional, which makes me wonder what on earth did you and I eat when we went to Iceland? That hot because dog. Because we went to the hot dog stand. And yeah. I'm like, Wait, did I just eat horse meat? You probably ate a pony. Sorry. <laughs> no. no. You ate a unicorn. How dare you? <laughs> no, a coal mining pony. Why? <laughs> For real. Maybe it was lamb? It was tasty. but it, I, was I think like, it was oh. lamb, actually, when I looked up that place. Like, they Ew. said it's not like, a nor- it's not like a North American hot dog. No. Yeah, I think it's lamb, potentially. Damn it. I mean, I... They were so I've had though. veal before, and I used to really love it. I only had it like once or twice before I realized what it was. I think I've had one bite of veal. Yeah. Or something. But... <gasps> Ew, what did I eat? But it's a really good hot dog. It was I a must really say. good hot dog. Iceland, you make a good yeah. hot dog. Well, yeah. whoever that hot dog is. Yeah. Okay, and the very last thing <laughs> I have to share, the would have been a fun fact. You guys, this topic was infuriating i got so excited because it's like the 870 year old historic sausage kitchen of regensburg regensburg i don't know how to say that it's an old medieval town it has like up to 1500 listed buildings and it had this historic sausage kitchen and i was like yeah this is so exciting they made sausage like 900 years ago yeah and it's still around yeah, no, there's so many freaking catches to this story that it just becomes really dumb. <laughs> there was a stone bridge made in 1135 AD. And there was like a little construction office there. And when construction of the bridge was over, the building became basically a food stall. Right? Okay. So passing ships and everything and like sailors and all those <laughs> so people. Cute. And yeah, they were like, let's yeah. go get some stew. It's like the they were selling sausage though. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it was just stews just and stuff. Stew. <laughs> yeah. It only became a sausage house around maybe 18th or 19th century when it was taken over by a new owner. I'm like, okay. okay. So how is that an 870-year-old? Maybe just the building was that old. Yeah, it was. The actual sausage but they didn't sell makers sausage until... in there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But don't call it a sausage house then. <laughs> They're just playing on your emotions. They were. <laughs> not only that, you guys, it gets worse. <sighs> it's not even in the original building anymore. It's like a, in a different building. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nearby. They have I'm no like... claim to anything then. <laughs> no. Let's boycott that sausage house. That's what yes. we've learned from this whole thing. <laughs> That that you can boycott. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my gosh. It's, I can't believe it was so ancient. I love that. That's so yeah. cool. But I have to say, while you were sharing your topic, because it was genuinely like mind blowing for me, I was just kind of giggling. I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna be talking about sausages. And it's just I so love stupid. It. It's great. <laughs> Also, but, I mean, I really, really, really want someone to reach out to us. Anyone who might know, like, might maybe it's you, maybe it's someone in your family who has. <laughs> You're eaten... saying you to me? Who yeah. Me? 
<laughs> who has eaten a fish sausage. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what it was like. Was it disgusting? Was it delicious? It's possible it was delicious. I feel like I probably not, but it is, I guess anything is possible. If unicorns exist, then a fish <laughs> sausage could be tasty, I suppose. I mean, it's basically just fish in a bun, right? Like, so you're going to have like fish sandwiches, fish tacos, and those are all good. I guess so. I just, it's a weird thought that there's fish in a casing like that, I guess. I know. The casing throws me off. Right? Yeah. That's what is throwing Not me the off. minced part, because I like used to eat tuna salad. I don't now, but. Yeah. And that's basically, you know, yeah. mushed up fish. Yeah. With seasonings and stuff, but yeah. Then put that into like a. No, I kind of want to try fish it. sausage, but who well, on earth, where would I even find where that? Where would we find one? Maybe at oh, that Oh, God. Am I going to go into sausage making? <laughs> Yeah, and the first thing you make is a fish sausage of all the things. <laughs> I can't Look, wait. You know what? That won't happen for a long time because it took me until last week to actually make those pumpkin muffins I was saying I was going to make. Remember? Oh, yeah. We're talking about the muffin tin. And yeah. We need so to fish like sausages. find some kind of resolution to that muffin tin thing someday. That's what I'm going to get you for Do your we... birthday this year. A muffin tin? No, an answer to who oh. invented it. Ooh. Yeah. And I'll make you fish sausages for your birthday. Oh, please present. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is not a fair trade. <laughs> Come on. Oh that gosh. was awesome. Yay, I love it. And now right, I'm going to go dive into the snow because my room, for some reason, recording so room, is like, yeah, I'm like... My face is beet red. I'm sweating practically. I'm like, get me out of here. Uh, I'm surprisingly not cold in my little closet here. Or warm, I mean. <laughs> Maybe I just got really worked up. My Maybe rage at the sausage facts. <laughs> yeah, you're just like Ugh. enraged. Aww. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We will be back next week. Um, and we are going to have another fun facts episode for you, as well as another um, full length episode. So there will be lots of fun stuff to chat about. And uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram or leave your comments. Let us know if you've had a fish sausage. Yes, <laughs> um, please. We are at podcast.or.something. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, my voice. <laughs> Puberty. <laughs>